Podcast Answer Man, episode number 56. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit com slash podcast today. For a 20% discount, be sure to mention the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I am joined by my good friend, Jeff Roney, who happens to be a podcast producer of him, of his very own, and he does many podcasts such as Roney Zone Radio and several other productions. What else are you doing there, Jeff? Oh, Tatooine TV, a little comedy production, and I've moved into doing uh sci-fi fan audio and the new project we're doing is new world army so and i listened to one of the episodes of the new world army and i am very amazed at the quality of the the background audio the the sound effects and and all the different things that you're pulling together um it's it's just really top-notch quality thank you very much thank you and where can they find the the new world army uh show that you're doing that's at nwarmy dot ronyzone, which is R O N as in Nancy E Y Z O N as in Nancy E dot com. Very cool. Today, what we're going to talk about is different ways, different things that you can do to promote your podcast. And obviously, as a podcaster, I can't imagine any podcaster out there that does not want to grow the size of their audience. Well, I, I think in, in really thinking about this, I decided to kind of go for the gold because you really have a gift to teach people the different parts, how to start, what to get, what do you need, how to do certain things, how to use different programs and different products. To me, the brass ring has always been a promotion. And just you hit it on the head, you know, whether it's a small show, a big show, you can always use more listeners. And so that's that was kind of my quest uh, a while back um, to kind of find inexpensive ways because I'm not rich, as I know you aren't either, uh, to to promote the show um, or, or whatever you, whatever you're doing. And uh, I kind of want to turn the tables a bit and ask you, what, what did you do in the early days of uh, GSPN? Well, for me, I kind of fell into a lot of success as far as promotion because I started on as one of the earliest lost podcasts out there. And lost being as huge as it is, a lot of people were going into the search engines over at iTunes searching for the TV show episodes that they could at that time download for the very first time. And people were very excited about the fact that they could download episodes of Lost. And when they saw that there were podcasts, many people didn't even know what a podcast was, but they saw that, you know, weekly Lost podcast. Why don't I just try it out? It says subscribe. It doesn't look like it costs anything. And so a lot of people found us that way. And, and so I would say that just getting submitted into iTunes was huge for us in our initial success. That seems to be the first thing that people tell me and anybody else is just get in iTunes and the world will just come and and listen and subscribe to your show. I've heard that as well. I agree with that depending on what the name and title and keywords of your show are. It's, it's totally dependent upon that. 
Well, you really, the planets lined up for you. Uh, you woke up in the right day. Uh, you hit it all right on perfect timing because loss just exploded. Uh, and I remember listening to your early shows and you, you had a very um, average listener that really was interested in it and you had a heart for it. And, and I think people really liked it. You were just two people, two viewers that like them that could, and, and you were kind of engaging and pulling them into it. So it was very interesting that, that everything pretty much lined up for you. And, and, you know, of course you moved on to uh, bigger and better things. But um, the one thing you said is picking the right name, uh, huh, uh, the right keywords. And so, you know, the one thing that I would say, I don't want to go too far into it, but it's just, do your homework before you have a show. Um, you know, uh, you know, when my mom, uh, was getting ready for me, she, you know, painted the nursery, right. Right. And uh, get, getting all the different parts together to, for me to be born. And it's the same thing for a podcast is you need to think ahead, uh, ha- have your subject ready, uh, have all the different parts so that, you know, you, will, you know, maybe place a little higher, maybe kind of read a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that that's important. But um, let's, let's set that aside for a second, and let's talk to somebody that's maybe podcasting for six months to a year. Let's say that they've really listened to people when the people say, uh, your headset headphone really stinks, I can barely hear you, please spend some money for a better mic. And you kind of get over that and you go, okay, I will. And you've really made steps to really better your show. And you still only have 33 subscriptions, uh, maybe on FeedBurner. Um, You know, what do you do? So that's really the premise of, uh, you know, what we're talking about today. And um, I I think one of the big things is is, – when I went to uh, the podcast New Media Expo last year, remember this question was thrown out: Are you podcasters or are you uh, marketers? Uh, are, are you in sales or podcasting? And and everyone's, oh, I'm a podcaster. Well, the guy, uh, it was Jason Van Orden, said, No, 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 you're a marketer. You're a salesperson. You need to sell yourself and sell your show. And I think we need to kind of shake off that stigma and really kind of look at it for what it is. Is my one of the mantras I accept is. Uh, Unless you have a great show like your show about Lost, the people aren't going to come to you. You have to go find them. And so that really is auspices, auspices of what I'm going to be talking about in the next couple of minutes. So the first thing um, I want to bring up is uh, the circle of friends. Now, sometimes you you hear these things tossed around, you know, well, leave some feedback, you know, e- email somebody. But But I think that there is a way that you can not only do that but also kind of create rapport with another show. So what I think is important is to find maybe a middle ground show. It's in the middle. Um, when you start out, I wouldn't pick a show like uh, uh, This Week in Tech. <laughs> right. Try to, try to find a middle show and really go at it like you're trying to – that you're building a friendship with this show. Send them an email. Honest feelings about their show send them voice feedback uh really try to assist them help them uh go and leave itunes reviews um try to think 
put yourself in uh, their shoes and do what you would really want other people to do for you. So you're going to help out their show and they're going to start to really notice and say, man, this guy's really, he's emailing me, he's leaving me feedback that is pertinent to the show. He's not trying to uh, just toot his own horn, but he really cares about what I'm doing and he has some very insightful uh, information. Well, once you do that for a while, then you can start looking on links on their website and then you could do it for their friends as well. The interesting thing about groups like that is they start talking to each other. And if you can really befriend other shows, it's going to take you a lot farther than just, you know, spamming a message board and that kind of a thing. Yeah, and and I've talked about this once or twice in the past. I have received a couple calls for various shows where I have gotten somebody just calling in and saying, hi, my name is so-and-so. I listen to your show. And by the way, I do this really awesome podcast and you should check it out. And, it, and this is how you find it. And I just think it's really great what you're doing and just want to let other people know that I'm out here too. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I would right. never dream mm-hmm. as a podcaster of playing that, that voicemail in my in, in one of my shows. It mm-hmm. just isn't going to happen. I put, I have, I charge way too much money personally for sponsors to, to pay for eight seconds, let alone to let somebody come in and share something like that. But what you're, what I, what you're talking about is not necessarily building that kind of relationship, but a real relationship with somebody who is doing a show. And, and to give you a perfect example, I think of what you're, what you're talking about here is what I've done with Father Roderick over mm-hmm. at SQPN. Uh, you listen to Father Roderick, don't you? Sure. So you've probably heard me on there on several occasions. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's hardly ever, you know, hey, Father Roderick, this is me and this is what I'm doing and this is all about me. It's, but most of the time it's like, hey, Father Roderick, I heard that you said you mentioned in a previous episode that you were looking for a way to sync your cal- your iPod Touch to Google Calendar. Here's a program that I tried this is what I think of it. It works great for this. It's not so great for this, but I hope this helps you out. And if anybody's interested, I have more Mac tips over at helpigotamac.com. And and I just leave it at that. Now, I, I do a little of tooting in my own horn, but I always bring value to the conversation. You always bring – you have to join the conversation. You have to You have to kind of prove yourself worthy of leaving feedback in my opinion. Well, what what you did is is exactly what I'm uh, what I'm talking about is when you listen to his show, he said, you know, um, I need to find out how to do thus and so, or I want to find out about Facebook, and then you had these great Facebook screencasts, and so you felt full within within the subject to say, Father Roderick, listen, I know that you've been having some difficulty understanding Facebook, which was months ago. And I have these screencasts that I really think would be easy for you to use. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're piece by piece and you can learn all the things that you need to learn. And then by taking that, he not only could help himself, but also help his listeners. So it's like you said, it's listening to the show, finding out how you can give some valuable input. Um, you know, uh, one of the guys I'm listening to um, says 75 percent of what you're doing should be valuable input. And 25% can be, you know, your Earl, your show name or whatever. But as long as you're fitting in what they need, that's really in the ballpark. But like you're saying, leave a message. Hi, I think your show is great. By the way, my name is. (laughs) 
that's just that, that that's that's not it so right duct tape guy in the uh in the chat room says it's all about building conversation and building community but if you're known as building up the community it builds up your personal brand and i totally agree with that i mean everything that i if i think of all the people who i consider to be the the most prominent people in podcasting and new media then all every name that comes to mind has i can tell you they all share the same common trait and that is they're very involved in the community meaning the you know the community of listeners that they, that surround their show but they're also very involved in the community of listeners of other shows that they that they have like you said built a relationship with other podcasters and their shows and they're consistently involving themselves in the conversations back and forth to where it's it doesn't matter what show you listen to anymore eventually you're going to hear that person's name and and if you're bringing value to the conversation if you if you bring something of value people will talk about you because what you have of value is something that's not only going to be valuable to them but valuable like you said to other people and if they can share this like for example this common craft have you heard about the uh twitter in plain english from uh common craft I haven't yet, but I will in just a second. Go ahead. We'll go to podcastanswerman.com and go through the archives of the blog entries there for Podcast Answer Man, and you will see Common Craft did this excellent podcast. Now, I had never heard of these people before in my life, but what they did is they built something of value that is simply amazing, and it is called, it's a short little video called uh, Twitter in plain English. Mm. And it is amazing. I, I guarantee you, Jeff, as soon as you watch it, you will be hard-pressed not to share that with 15 or 20 other people. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you, you'll want to. And that's so, – so there are two things. There's number one, building the relationship and, 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 and really being involved in the conversation. And then number two, and, and it's another part of the equation, and you can do this. Like I said, I've never heard of Common Craft before this or since this except for people talking about how awesome this is. And so number two, the part of the equation is bring something of value. Bring something that that just speaks value and and people will start talking about you. And here I am on episode 56 of Podcast Answer Man talking about Common Craft and that awesome video called uh, Twitter in plain English. And so it, it just goes on. It carries down the line. It, and it speaks so much more than, hi, my name's Cliff, and I do a podcast about podcasting over at podcastanswerman.com. Thought you should know, since you obviously do a podcast about podcasting. <laughs> you know, that just doesn't work. It, 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 it almost sounds cheesy, cheap, and, and it's just not what this community is about. So I agree with you. It's all about building that relationship. And, and not only that, I, I think it's also born out of what would I use? What would I need? And so... Probably they had a lot of questions about what is Twitter? Can you explain it to me? And so one of them, I would imagine, sat down and said, you know, we should do a video. Mm-hmm. And then and that's it. And then the other guy person said, you know, well, what should it be about? It should be kind of fun or interesting. And then that there you go. So it, it starts out of um, a need or, or, you know, probably answering a lot of questions. And then it kind of goes from there. I think one of the one of my gold nuggets of doing promotion is using subdomains. Okay. Um, you know, because uh, the brand is there, but then you can also attach, you know, whatever you want, whether it's maybe a favorite show of yours or whatever. And then you can 
instead of saying, okay, listen, my, my show is on TalkShoe. And listen, my ID is this. If you can't find that, go and search for this keyword, look about a third of the page down, and then double-click on that show, and, and there it is. Instead oh, of oh. saying, it's, it's this, you know, uh, you know, like swtalk.ronizone.com. Right. There you go. Done. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about that. Because, of course, we do uh, perform a lot of our shows live on TalkShoe, which, by the way, we thank uh, TalkShoe for providing bandwidth for Podcast Answer Man. Uh, but anyway, the, we do use TalkShoe quite a bit. And people are like, okay, well, how do I get into your live shows? And it's really nice for me to be able to say, hey, go to gspn.tv slash chat or gspn.tv slash live. It'll take you right there. What I've done is I've even, if I have a favorite show, like maybe the Dog the Bounty Hunter show or whatever, one of my shows I really want to promote, highlight, whatever, is I create a, a subdomain for that uh, episode on TalkShoe, and there you go. Put it in my little uh, signature block under my email or when I'm in a forum. I mean, to me, that's not like overly you know, promotional. It's just there. If you want to look at it, if you want to click on it, you can, but I'm not forcing anybody to uh, do anything. I'm just putting it there, which is, you know, part of the uh, part of living on the Internet. You have a little email signature line and that's it. Right. So, all right. Let's let's kind of hit uh, the, the, the final two, let's say. Uh, so I was in Hawaii um, a couple of weeks back and I had my camera. And I have to be working close by. Um, I was looking around for uh, lost locations where they film certain uh, scenes and everything. And I found at least 22. And so I just started to use my camera and film me visiting these sites. Well, I mean, that's another thing is that the, the, the video aspect sometimes is often, you know, set to the side of, of audio uh, podcasts. And why not use the power of YouTube, all their keyword, all their whatever, to promote what you're doing? And it's just kind of keeping your head, your head about you when you're moving around, when you're doing whatever you're doing. I mean, more than likely you have an audio recorder. But if you have a camera that takes video, keep that handy. You never know what you're going to find. Right, and you, could right. cre- you could create a viral video that could, you know, whatever. If you're at the zoo... Just videotape, you know, <laughs> whatever for a while. And something funny could happen, and there you go. So, you know, don't, don't, um, don't forget video. If you have a camera that can capture video, don't forget about that. I mean, it, it, could, it could happen. I mean, just like you, you had that shooting right outside your house or down the street or something. That's wild stuff, man. Yeah. Well, here, here's a perfect example of how not to forget about video in, in your marketing aspect of things. One of, the, one of the things people realize is that the podcast Answer Man were primarily an audio-related podcast. However, I did record a couple video episodes, and one that I recorded was how to do a mix minus on your mixer so that you can record Skype interviews and you can bring in telephone calls and you can bring all these people in into your recording live without sending uh, their own voice back to them as an echo. And currently I'm running two different mix minuses to do this show live on TalkShoe. And what I did is I spent I probably about 13 minutes putting together a video explaining what a mix minus is and how I accomplish it using my mixer. 
And I thought, you know, this would be interesting for some people. Turns out my video did go viral. Uh, a few people picked it up and they were, you know, a lot of people were podcasters, uh, very popular bloggers out there picked it up and they all linked back to it. Next thing I know, I've got 7,000 downloads of this video and it's like, what in the world happened? And today people are still writing me weekly saying, you know, hey, I've been watching you ever since I heard about your your uh, mixer video and, and I just can't tell you how valuable I find all this information. And and not to mention the fact that it's helped me sell quite a bit of audio equipment because people feel realize that you know it put me out there as 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 an expert in the field on how to accomplish some of the more difficult tasks of podcasting. But that is a perfect example of something you can do with video. And one other thing is is perhaps there are some podcasters out there who are audio podcasters, and you just maybe you just spent your last bit of money buying upgrading your audio quality, so you have yourself a nice microphone now. Here's one thing that I would suggest. Maybe you can't afford a, a video camera. Well, most of us have either a PC with um, Movie Maker 2007 or 2008 on it, or you might have a Mac with iMovie. Either one of these would be able to take the audio and import the audio into a track into that program, and then mm-hmm. you can take you can take pictures, photos, whatever. Uh, you can create images and put together a slideshow to to do a promo. So record yourself a nice um, five minute promo with nice pictures, images that kind of back up the point of what you're trying to get across. And, and in some cases, even like my own, uh, pictures in, in a slideshow might even be better looking than you, you know? Mm. <laughs> so anyway, that, that could be a possibility as well. But again, for folks that don't have a video camera, don't count video and YouTube out as a promotional tool for your podcast. And, and one more just to add to that, if you have a video camera but you don't have uh, a software to create a movie, um, I have two free online uh, sites that'll do it. Okay. Uh, Jaycut, J-A-Y-C-U-T dot com. Um, you can upload your photos there, let, put in your audio level, uh, put in your audio layer, and uh, put together a, a video that you can uh, now upload to uh, YouTube. Um, a second option, if you want to stay on their site, they, they're probably going to change it so you can download it later, but uh, is Jump Cut. I'm a huge jump cut fan. I, I love it because I can take the, the movies or uh, pictures off my camera, upload it, uh, add in music. They have different uh, types of brightening and, and all kinds of really cool ways to treat the video and, and pictures that you upload. So uh, J cut and jump cut. Okay, very cool. So you said you had one other tip? Yeah, one more. Um And what's interesting is when when people deal with uh, podcasting, they think solely about the audio aspect and, you know, they market to the audio part. They market to listeners of other shows on on message boards and and all this kind of stuff. And and to me, it's like fishing in a small pond with thousands of other fishermen. (laughs) You can do it, but it's, it's pretty difficult. And so um, one of the arms I think people forget about is actually the written word, Um, you know, and blogging. Yeah, but let's set that aside for a minute. There are a lot of great opportunities of um, online magazines like iProng, for example. They have uh, reviews that people can write for the magazine. Um, And uh, Bill Palmer is a great guy. He will put it in there. Uh, Put your name 
and you have, you know, published a review in a magazine. Um, and I did a couple of reviews and then I sent him just a little blurb about New World Army and he featured it in an article just about New World Army. So don't forget about the written word. Don't forget about writing. I mean, sometimes e-zine articles, people are kind of back and forth on, I don't know, um, whatever. But there are magazines that will accept your reviews and articles, and it's worth giving it a shot. You know, brush up on your grammar and, you know, uh, become an expert in the written word as well. And you'll point it all back to your side anyway. So that's just something else to think about. Right. Absolutely. So, so there are many opportunities out there and these are all things you can do on a very low budget, things that you, that you could be doing right away. There are so many other things that you can do to help promote your show. If you have an idea and you want to share it and maybe even mention the name of your own podcast, we're all about that. As long as you're adding to the conversation, why not give us a call at area code 859-795- Four zero six seven. It's again eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven, and just leave us your idea of, of of a wonderful way to promote podcasting online, so that people people will know about you. Um, one of the things, I mean, just tons of little things, such as maybe you have a a podcast that that is a you know maybe the topic is is something that's great for an audience that's not typically tech savvy, but if they knew a website. Uh, URL and they could just type it in and they were interested enough in the topic they'd come then then maybe you could go to the local library and post a, a eight and a half by 11 uh, uh, advertisement up on the community bulletin board it may be at the local colleges you could post them up there I mean with the little tear offs of the URL I mean all of these little things that we sometimes neglect to think about that are commonly used every single day. I, I totally agree, and and I would even kind of go farther than that. I mean, based on what your beliefs are as a person, you more than likely are a, a member of a group. And let's say you're a member of a church that maybe isn't as tech-savvy uh, as maybe Watermark is, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So what you could do is, you know, maybe talk to moms about, you know, uh, maybe getting a group together uh, to show them how to do podcasts that maybe they could podcast about their experiences. Uh, maybe you can talk to somebody about doing uh, a Bible study, or maybe you're a part of a, a chess club and you <laughs> get people started on uh, doing a podcast about, you know, playing chess or checkers or whatever, whatever the interest is, there is an audience, but it's just kind of giving, getting them over the hump. And once you help somebody get online, they will remember you. They yeah. will remember you. Because uh, you were helpful and you helped them kind of get it. And once the light goes on, it's really it's fun to watch somebody that's brand new to whole, the whole new media thing, kind of when they get it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Uh, folks, you can find Jeff Roney and all of his stuff, links to everything he does, over at the Roney Zone Production Network, and that can be found at jrdonline.com. Anyplace else you want to promote while you're on here? Nope. Uh, just uh, just hanging there with Cliff. Uh, he's doing a great job, and uh, 
I'm just happy to be on the show, Cliff. Very cool. And just one other thing I'll say about Jeff, for those of you guys that are not aware of this, and uh, it probably back in September of 2007, uh, after toiling and and really just beating myself up over whether or not I should stay in my old career as an insurance agent or if I should maybe pursue podcasting and new media as a career full-time, you know, five, ten years down the road, or should I just go ahead and jump for it now? Um, I got a phone call from Jeff and or an email from Jeff saying, I'd love to talk to you by phone. And he and I sit down and had a conversation. And I will tell you that Jeff was probably one of the catalysts that really helped me to understand my true passion is something that could possibly be something to pursue for a living. And uh, Jeff, I want to say thank you in, in front of our, this audience here and on behalf of this audience. I mean, this audience probably needs to thank you as well for for you being an instrument in that. And, and I know that they're enjoying the fact that I'm out here pursuing my passion, doing podcasting, new media full time and, and actually making it happen. So uh, Jeff, thank you for for your encouragement in that area. You're very welcome, and uh, I I have a, a gift, if some people want to call it that, of kind of seeing uh, sometimes just doors for people maybe that they don't see. So uh, I was just really kind of happy to kind of nudge you, uh, probably shove you out the door. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, uh, it, it all fell into place, and I, I'm just so pleased to just kind of see what's happening. Well, I tell you, it's been an amazing journey, and I'm glad to have friends like you in it. And uh, thankful for the community out there. And we'll be back soon, very soon, with another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Again, jrdonline.com. Check him out.